Oh god, is it recording? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys, to Sillies and Sads. I'm Taylor. And I'm Cheyenne. Disgusting. I know. <laughs> Damn. Hey, I had to get into it right, right off the bat. Twin brain. Twin brain. We've literally been talking all day about how we have twin brain. Like, oh, actually, this past week. Because every time I think of something, I'm like, did you think of that too? Immediately. Or vice versa. Yes. Exactly. Especially this morning, whenever you were like, it's going to be a good day. And I'm like, I already yeah. feel it. And then we both listened to Blue October this morning. Yes, we did. Okay, I was feeling like um, I, I saw a TikTok this morning about this girl. She was like, she was like, why are you crying? And it's like playing Blue October in the background. And I was like, not me, literally the other day driving, listening to Hate Me by Blue October. Uh, so and being like, wow, I was an addict. His poor mom, who's now dead. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I, the TikTok that I saw talking about it was a chick saying how weird it is now that we're older that we actually realize how we relate to these songs. And oh I'm like, yeah, because when I was younger, I was like, are you dreaming, are you dreaming of me? <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, weird voicemail, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should jump into our sillies and sads, so I'm going to... Directed at you. Do you want to talk about your silly this week? Um, if you can't tell, I am. What are we gonna call this? Cause I said ash and it came out lighter and there's so it's much like, going on. We'll call it like the storm hair. Oh my god! <laughs> I should have waited till your dad wasn't in town. He's not in town yet. I know, but he's going to be. And then you can be like, guess who dyed their hair that color that you like? Yeah, cause we're gonna have like a lot of meaningful conversations <laughs> while he's here. I can. I can feel it in my heart, in my soul. It's going to be something. Yeah. But that's definitely my silly because I had a very intense episode on Sunday. Yeah. Which, if you are subscribed to the Patreon, I am sorry that it was only Taylor. Yeah. But that's because my sad was definitely, I, it started off with a good day and then it turned into BPD, crazy rage over everything to self-loathing to making up scenarios in my head, like, really, like, almost hallucinating situations that were just not happening. Yeah. Couldn't even get dressed without, like, crying and feeling bad. Russell's just trying to make me feel so much better, but he doesn't really know what to do because, like, I'm sitting there, like, crying, like, I don't even know what to do right now. You're like, I don't even know what's out. Yeah. So we're following it up with a nice, solid, manic episode, and this is what happened. Yeah, she bleached her hair after our hairdresser was like, don't do that. Stop putting bleach in your hair. And I was like, no. And then she immediately <laughs> is like, actually, you know what I'm going to do? Bleach the whole thing. Yeah. Well, except for the pieces that were Wait, did you put block? I put- definitely bleached, like, everything. Don't look, in the, don't look at the monitor. It's so hard not to. I know, but I, that's why I put it down so we could focus up front. Um, I <laughs> bleached my roots and the spots that were red but yeah. I just toned everything else. Oh. So that's why we have this cool, like, really, like, bright blonde bang See, with, I like, like a silver. Yeah, I wanted to try and do a money piece. However, I didn't realize that's what I was trying to do. I don't think it's so much a money piece. I just think it's different shades of blonde. I don't know if that counts as a money piece. If there was, like, a it... piece of black, then, like, or, like, red. Maybe, yeah. No, it I'm not just... telling you to do that. No, I don't okay. want to do that. The bleach, okay. the bleach was enough. Okay. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to get into my silly things. Obviously. Okay. So, my silly of the week. Honestly, I'm going to say it starts today because I'm going on a six-day day day off stretch. Yes, cheers to me. 
I have been working too much. It is draining me. Like, I actually am not allowed to say where I work anymore mm-hmm. per, my bo- per my boss. Um, I need to get that company's permission. So the place I work, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. The if greatest you- grocery store in America. <sighs> well, Maybe even the, the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week I'm, I'll be off six days starting today. So I don't think it's going to be long enough, if I'm being really honest. But, you know, like, what can you do? I can't take off forever. And I'm already using 16 hours of vacation time or or partner holiday, whatever. But it's okay because I have this time off and that's really what I need to finish unpacking my house and, like, nest a little bit more, hang out with friends. Not Cheyenne. I'm not talking about her. This is enough for us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go thrifting later after I have therapy. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. So that's a part. I guess we can add that to my sillies. Um, So my sad for the week. Okay. This is going to get trigger warning. Okay. We're referencing last week's episode about grooming. Mm. Um, Yes. So this past week, I like, it's so crazy because we were literally just talking about the people who groomed us when we were in high school. And then I had somebody come up to me, a friend of mine come up to me and ask me, hey, is it so-and-so? Like I said, I'm not going to name names. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're dealing with that outside of the podcast. Um, but were you talking about so-and-so? And I was like, yeah, why? And they go to say, they did the same thing to me. And I was like, fucking floored. Because it's, it's hard to, like, really grasp it when it just happened to you. And then when other people start approaching you and they're like, this same thing happened to me. Same with the teacher. We had people messaging us, you know, saying that the same thing happened to me. People sharing their trauma stories. Like, it was really powerful, really moving. But also, it's it's just so crazy, like, how small this world is. Yeah. Thinking about all the people that all this crap happened to. Yeah. Like, by the same people. Because so. it happens to you, and you think... You have that, like, complex, not victim complex, I don't want to call it, but you have that thing where it's like, this This, happened to me. This is the worst thing in the world because it's happening to me. Yeah, and it's so unreal to you at the time that it could be happening to literally anybody else and then all these people coming forward. And the, the friend of ours who messaged us about the teacher, I'm like, oh my god, I remember you telling me that he was skeevy and there was something off with him, but I was just so, like, in his grasp that I couldn't even do it. And it sucks because I wish I would have listened to her. Oh, yeah. No, I, I feel that. That's why when this girl told me um, that the people who groomed us groomed her as well, I was very, I was shocked. And this person is a couple years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think three or four. So I was like, holy crap, that's so many years out. Like, it's just crazy to me to think. So anyway, that happened. I was totally floored. You know, I told Cheyenne, like, it was, it's just, it's been a shock. And again, we like appreciate everybody, everybody's messages, sharing your stories with us. Um, you know, we want to have a positive impact on people and let people know that this is a safe place, you know, safe space. We're a safe space. If anybody wants to like DM us, you know, email us, whatever, share your stories, you know, we will never name names Mm-mm. ever because that is your story. And if you choose to share it, that is a hundred percent up to you, but we just really want to say thank you, you know, because it is hard to share your story. And it took us years to get where we are now to feel comfortable enough to share our stories. So those messages really mean a lot. Yeah, because 
honestly, we we've told people things that have happened to us definitely before, but that was in the thralls of addiction and alcoholism and yeah, I, I mean, it was I'm, just something that I personally would just laugh off because I didn't take it seriously because it happened to me and I thought that something had been done for me to deserve it. I was stupid, whatever. Yeah, which so just is laughing about not it. the case. So, you know, fast forward, I'm, you know, in at work and I have a returns basket like this. It's this big cart and I'm talking to one of my bosses and um, my specialist or whatever. And like I hear like an electric cart behind me. Right. So like I like turn to move my cart out of the way because it's big. I was I was in the way and no shit. Who is it? The people who groomed us. Ugh. Okay. One of them, the guy, he made direct eye contact with me. And it was like, it said shivers through my body. It was the most uncomfortable thing. And I was already not having a great day because my dad was texting me and it was just triggering me. And I was just, I was just in my head. So then I see him, right? In an, in an electric car, okay? And he had a huge black eye. And I was like, holy fuck, what happened to him? But in that moment, I was like, <gasps> my boss looks at me and is like, Taylor, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know, because he listens to the podcast mm-hmm. and was thank like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and was like, oh, okay, we'll go to the back, um, go do damages, whatever. So I go to the back. I see them go to checkout. I think that they left, okay? And when I, and when I looked at him, he smiled at me. Like, this this man knows who I am. Not only that, I have a name tag. Like, he knows who I am. It was intimidation, okay? So I see him and his wife go to the checkout. I'm, like, beelining for the back of the building I work in. And, you know, <laughs> I'm beelining for the back. And I, I'm, like, you know, talking to my bosses, whatever. And they're, like, you know, after you're done with the damages... Go work this other stuff, and then you can leave. Like, you're good to go. And I was like, are you sure? Because it's, like, three hours before my shift is over. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I don't want to burden anybody. And I think for such a long time, I buried everything down that I was feeling about these traumas. And so I never let them rise to the surface. So now that it's almost, like, out of my control because I'm dealing with everything, being sober and all that, that I, I feel guilt having a visceral reaction to these things so I'm you know obviously feeling bad they're like no you're good you're good so I do I do the damages it takes me probably like 20 minutes to do them um and then I go to work those products they told me to work out I walk out go work them out coming back to the back and I see them like the my groomers our groomers fucking still shopping and I'm like And he looks at me again and smiles at me again. And I'm like, I thought you guys went through the checkout. Like, I fucking saw you. So immediately I'm, like, shaken. I go put that stuff in the back. I run out to the front to go find my boss. I find them. I'm like, they're still in the store. Like, they're in the building. So we go see they're uh, in the checkout line or whatever. Like, I start crying, you know, like... Not like, but like the tears are just coming out because like my anxiety is like peaked. Absolutely. Like it was scary. And it's, it's not so much that like, 
I think they're going to take me or anything like that. But it's that I'm at my job, okay, where I'm supposed to feel safe, supposed to feel comfortable, and these fucking predators are walking around trying to intimidate me. Like, that is the shittiest feeling. So they were, so, you know, my boss was like, you're not going to get in any trouble. You can leave. I'm going to walk you to your car because those people had already checked out, whatever. Walks me out the other door and, like, they're sitting outside on, like, the smoker's bench still. And I'm just, like, needless to say, that was my sad for the week because it was just so, so, such a visceral feeling to see them. Like, I mean, immediately after we share that story on the podcast. Yeah. And... Because usually I don't see... I don't see him as much. Like, yes, he comes in the store. He mm-hmm. shops in the store. Usually I avoid it. Whatever. It's, like, very rare. Now they're coming in more. And, but usually I just see her. And yeah. her, even though she was a part of the essaying and, you know, the R word, you know, mm-hmm. like... I'm kind of like, she's so small, like, if she came at me, like, I could take her kind of yeah. thing. But with him, even though he's kind of a feeble man, it's still scarier. Because he did have so much power over me, over you, over us, for yeah. such a long time. And I was, like, I was small in high school, but I was still pretty, like, capable of, like, holding my own and, oh, yeah. like, handling grown men. Except it's the additional hold and strength of like the mental that he had yes that makes you feel like physically weaker and it's awful no it is and do you know what thought came to my mind i don't know if you remember this but his hands okay he had these long like nimble fingers and the longest fucking fingernails on a man i've ever seen yeah like rat hands and it wasn't like it wasn't like the guys who like to paint their fingernails and get pa- no. manicures and I mean, take care of it. Like it was like creepy. He was like a rat. Did it take care of him? Oh my god! That's yes, exactly what I think. Of. And like, I think of his teeth and I think of his hair. I oh, think of all these has, like, like different little shaved, things. Like and it's, head with this like ponytail. Nothing wrong with that hairstyle, but just like him, it's it just. There's certain when you get assaulted by somebody, whether it's sexual assault or physical assault, emotional assault, anything. There's always weird little things about them that you like picture straight off. Like it's almost like flipping through a book of like outfits and hairstyles, and you flip the page, and they all just line up perfectly, and you're like, "Ew, oh my god!" Yeah, that's so insane. There's things that are gonna naturally give you the ick. Yeah, you know. But that was my silly. That was my sad. You know, a little revisit from, you know, our last episode, episode three. So if you haven't listened, we we recommend, obviously. Yes, especially if you've ever gone through anything. Like, we, every message we got was telling us how confident we were in talking yeah. about it. And we want that confidence to spread through everybody else because they cannot, they can't keep a hold on everybody. Like Yeah, no, none of, none of your abusers should have that kind of power over you and obviously easier said than done you have no power over me okay Uh, labyrinth okay i'm just ignoring you now Ooh. i remembered that this tea was here (laughs) i can't with you okay pull out those notes i told you to pull out (laughs) pull out what (laughs) i hate you no because like like we did um last episode we we wrote down some notes so that we could go over it what was the one i sent you so Ours play off of each other, but you started off with friends we've had that didn't work out. 
Oh yes. Okay. So, so obviously in everybody's life, you got, you make friends, you know, and you think that they're these magical individuals who just like they break the mold. Okay, and I not so much for her. Okay, I was gonna, not like our friendship, but not so much for you with your friendships. Oh yeah, no. No, because Cheyenne doesn't get attached. I do. So I've had some friends recently who are no longer my friends, which, you know, like I said, it sucks, but it, like I was telling Cheyenne earlier today, so this is a perfect analogy in my mind. And yeah, it, it. it relates, <laughs> <laughs> it relates to everything I think in life. Um, like when me and Cheyenne were both drinking, right? And I quit drinking and she was still drinking. She was still in the trash can. She was in the swamp. She was in the thick of it. <laughs> she was in that shit. And then when I stepped out, because when you're in it, you don't realize you're in it. You're like, I'm in an oasis. You step out. You're like, oh shit. That's where I was. Mm -hmm. So with this friendship I recently, um, that recently broke off, that was kind of how it was, you know? They, unfortunately, like, like when someone's your friend, you kind of, you make allowances, you forgive certain things, um, that normally if you saw like a stranger doing, you would be like, what the fuck? Like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, talking shit about everybody or cause you know, I'm not saying I've never done it cause I have, but if I don't like you. I just don't speak to you. Yeah. Like, you know, at work, if I have to be cordial, I will. I'm not just going to be like, oh, flipping people off, saying F you. But I'm not going to make, you know, an effort to speak to you. Okay? This person says hi to everybody. Very friendly. Um, and then they walk away and it's immediately like, you know, rolling eyes, whatever. And... Talking badly about their friends, you know, and it just makes you think, like, oh, are they doing that about me? Oh, they would never talk crap about me. Yeah, because I'm their friend. Why would they talk crap about me? Like, obviously, they're not friends with that person. They were just being cordial. Yeah. And even when, you know, this person would talk about their friends, I would be like, well, I'm different. No, you're not different. You're never different. Like, if they're going to talk crap about people that they claim to be, like, family, then they'll talk crap about anybody. Yeah. And one thing about me that, you know, I've been changing in these last couple months because when I was drinking and even after, me, like I said, me and Shine have had many falling outs. Many, mm -hmm. many, many. Okay? And I think now is the best our friendship has ever been, you know, because we're both almost 26. Like, we have some maturity. We have some time. We have space away from drinking, like, and drugs. So, I feel like we're healing more and more every day. Um, but when she would piss me off, right, I would go and talk shit about her. Oh, my like, God. Straight up. But it's not that she knew I was doing that. Yeah. I told her I was doing that. But it was, was just, no like, secret. to anybody who would listen, oh, they would know. And then, yeah. like, then, I would just stroll back up because we're good now. People are like, what the fuck is she doing here? And she's like, if I, you say anything about Cheyenne, I'll fucking kill you. And I'm like, yeah. I know she talks shit, but she loves me. <laughs> See, exactly. Because, like, I would be mad in the moment. And, you know, I'm very, like, I just react. Okay? I just have an immediate reaction. So she would piss me off, and I would be like, fuck this bitch. I hate her. I can't believe she did this. And then I'm over it. Like, we made up, 
we're good. And then whoever I told that to, you know, like that one person I work with, just oh, yeah. will never, ever, ever let it go. Just mm-hmm. absolutely despises Cheyenne. And, you know, that's their choice. But that's something I completely stopped doing because I realized that it can cause some friction. <laughs> People will not like me for a very long time, apparently. Yes. But now, I mean, all of my, you know, core friends love Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get along. We're all good. I love Cheyenne. Mm, I don't love Cheyenne. <laughs> She's my... Except Cheyenne. <laughs> but, so it's... That's something I used to do. But... I obviously stopped doing that, and but the one thing is, she's usually the only person I would talk shit about because she's special. She's like family. It's just different. Like you know, your sister pisses you off, and you're like, oh my fucking god, you're literally not gonna believe what she did. But when it's like, when it's just people I don't like, if something happens in that moment, yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh my fucking god. But then I'm just never gonna talk to that person again, and that's just gonna be that. Yeah. Okay, there's no, like, hey, are we good? Oh, my God, yeah, we are good. And then we're actually not good, and you just can't fucking tell me we're not good. That shit is what makes me angry and upset because it's like, just own it. Like, you don't have to like me. I am not for everyone. It's not an E for everyone, okay? Oh, my God. It's not. It's rated M for mature, okay? Oh, ew. If you make (laughs) another fucking, like, video game reference like that. I just, like, I'm with a man who games. (laughs) <laughs> my gamer boy I'm a gamer boy. <laughs> 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 Ugh, I hated it I can't believe you did that I can't believe Mine was just a joke Mine sounded real Yeah yours did mm-hmm. um, But I'm not everybody's cup of tea So like I understand That not everybody's gonna like me Okay But just tell me like, if we were once friends and then you don't want to be my friend anymore, okay, cool. Not saying it won't necessarily hurt because, again, like, losing friendship sucks. But at the end of the day, at least you were honest. At least this wasn't this weird back and forth fake smile shit. Yeah. You know? But, you know, like I said, that's just how people are sometimes. Not everybody, but a lot of the time. People people like to hide behind, like, I'm a good person. I don't like to hurt people's feelings. We'll grow the fuck up. Hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. Like. And we used to hang out with a lot of people like that because it, it makes me think of all the times where we would go out and we would meet groups of people oh, yeah. and like you would walk in the room and everybody's like Taylor, 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 Taylor. Yeah. And then like time would go by and we'd find out that everybody was actually like oh, Taylor, 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 Taylor. And it's like. Yeah. Well, what was even the point? And it's like, now that we're not drinking, now that we're not doing drugs, now that we're not in like that kind of like party scene, people doing it outside of addiction and alcoholism is so weird to me. Like, you can't soberly sit here and pretend to be my friend when you actually don't like me because there's nothing that's keeping us together. There's no glue. The glue used to be drugs and alcohol. And I could stand the glue because I just wanted the glue. However, the glue's gone. Exactly. So it's weird that you can't just be like, Why do you want to maintain, like, a fake relationship? Yeah. How does it benefit you at all? Unless it's purely because you fucking like attention and you want people to think that you're friendly and personable and just somebody that somebody wants to have around. Exactly. But at the end of the day, like, I promise you people will respect it more, you know, anybody out there, if if you're just honest. Yeah. Just, like, not everybody's going to like honesty and there there is a way... 
to approach honesty in a positive manner. You don't have to be like, fuck you, I don't like you. You just be like, hey, you know, I think our friendship has run its course. Like, good times, but I'll see you when I see you. Oh my god, you reminded me of a time in elementary school when I actually had a friend and... I got. I'm sorry, when I actually had a friend. I got it broke my heart. Oh my god, yeah, because I got essayed for the first time ever mm-hmm. by a classmate. Mm. Oh um, and mm. mm-hmm, homie. The one I yes. Okay. And it shook me so much to my core, and I just didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, I felt like I wasn't a child anymore, and I just decided I was just going to be mean to people. And I literally like, I you talking about that just vividly reminded me and it's playing in my head of me turning to my only friend and being like I don't like you anymore I don't want to be your friend and it hurt her so much and I didn't feel anything about it and I look back and I'm like damn little Cheyenne like you were hurting but that's so not fair and I'm like I could not imagine an adult doing that to me now yeah like it is something that kids do kids just turn around and all of a sudden like I'm not your friend anymore I don't like you and then it's like and then you go on with it you grow up and you learn who you actually want to be friends with, and you change, and you become different people. Yeah. So for, like, an adult to do that would just be so fucking weird. No, it is. And it's so crazy because I just, when you said that, it then triggered a memory for me that I buried, I guess, in the deep, deep depths oh, of my love brain. love those. Because the person that she got essayed by in elementary school essayed me in fifth and sixth grade. That's that twin brain. It was the same fucking person. Yes. Starts with a B. Because he was supposed to... Nobody really believed me when I told them because we were so young, which was ridiculous, but like, whatever. And um, so they talked to his parents and his parents didn't believe it either. So he never got... He got... He got moved. He moved... I think. He only moved schools. Yeah. They were trying to get him to move actual states. And his parents were like, there's no way this happened. So he only moved schools because his parents were like separated. Yes. And then he found his way back. And he did not last very long. Because, you know what? I know we talked about being bullying and being rude to people. But we absolutely harassed him in high school when we became friends. And we would see him in the hallway. We fucking harassed him. He would try to, like, be friendly with us. And especially when you're teenagers. I mean, he wasn't there long. Um, But when you're teenagers and shit. And, like, I never had a voice when I was younger. So when I met Cheyenne and I got my voice... You're sure as shit. Like, I, yeah, I used it. Because he was a fucking snake. Like, because when I got essayed, he did it in class and he did it on the bus. Because we lived a street apart. Mm-hmm. And I went to the police. Like, my mom took me to the police and they were like, you know, write everything down when it happens. And I was like, boom, I already did. Okay. Because that's what my mom said to do. Because she said there was nothing that we could do if, you know, you didn't have it written down. So I did that. And all they did was make him ride another bus. Yeah. But we still went to the same middle school. I had to, like, I literally got sat right in front of him after I I told everybody. Because, like, it had happened... A couple different times, like, during recess, and finally I was like, oh, my God, I need to say something because, like, this is very uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And the counselor just – the counselor was a friend of my grandparents from back in the day. Like, they were all buddy-buddy. So it was kind of, I guess, just something that they wanted to 
keep a hush because so much had already happened to me yeah. at such a young age. But then... That's not how you do it. Yeah, but then I also think that they didn't believe me because literally the next day I had to get sat in front of him and I told the teacher, I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. I do not want to be here. Like, little Cheyenne found her fucking voice and she was standing up for it. And even then I would turn around and I would just like look at him and like turn back around or I would like take his pencils and like break them in half. Like I would just do shit just to fuck with him because I didn't know what to do. But also like, ugh. You... You wanted, like, revenge, vengeance. Like, you wanted... I wanted something to be done, yeah. Exactly, and I can't blame you for that. And then we became friends, and we saw him at the same time, and you immediately turned to me, and you were like, oh my god, like, shaking, and, like, you had goosebumps, and I was like, all right, I still got this... I don't mean to keep clapping in the thing. Okay. I'm like, I still got this fucking voice, so let's go. How do you want to handle this? And you're like, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I... Fuck you! Bitch, like, just yelling at him. Pretty sure we spit at him at one time. Oh, no, we didn't? (laughs) I thought about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, I only spit on one person ever, and it was you. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I spit beer at you. Mm -hmm. But that that was a long time ago, okay? We're different now. We would never do that now. Mm -mm. Um, But do you have any friend stories that, I mean, I'm thinking of one friend that you had in particular. M. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you she know. She met M when, we, when she stopped being my friend um, when I got with my ex-husband. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God, now I know who you're talking about. Okay. I, straight out of high school, um, got a job at a strip club Slay. in a town near us. Just, like, waitressing. I couldn't bartend yet because I didn't really know what was going on, and... She was, this friend of mine was working at the front desk and she was older and she was very nice and none of the other girls were nice to me. beautiful, too. So gorgeous. Like, your hair color that it is now, but like, natural. She was freckly. She was all tan and like, kind of like skinny, but like, knew her way around. And I was like, all right, cool. You're like, I love you. This is a great influence on me. Like, I'm going to love this, especially because. I'm pretty sure she taught at a school. Yeah, she was, she was, she's a teacher. Yeah. I don't know if she's still teaching now, but she was teaching the last time we spoke. And her and I got close and we started hanging out, but then drugs got introduced to me. It was the first time I ever did XC, first time I ever did Coke, working at the strip club. I became a stripper and all the girls just... And I don't want it to sound pick me when I say it, but growing up, Women didn't really get along with me, and I think it was because I was groomed to be more cool with guys. Like, it was... She's a pick-me girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just, like, one of the bros. But no, it was, like, all the the men who, like, groomed me and stuff, and even guys, like, our age who, I guess, were attempting to do so, made it where... I just felt more comfortable getting along with men. I was yeah. I was definitely a man's kind of girl. I didn't get along with like the girls, like <laughs> man's girl. <laughs> I don't know what's it supposed to be called, like a man's man, but a man's like woman. I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know because all I'm thinking is girls, girl. But I understand what you're saying. Yes. So but I'm pretty sure the people will understand. I really hope you guys understand because I'm not a pick me. I swear. I she's a pick me. Genuinely Anyways. do not like anybody equally. <laughs> um, and. I'm doing coke and ecstasy for the first time. I move in with her and another girl who works there. Like, we're close. We're in the shits. Like, hard deep into the shits. Yeah. And I'm getting all this free cocaine. Okay, so here's 
this is before we stopped being friends. Like, because we were still friends when you started the strip club. Mm-hmm. I met this friend, okay? I did not know that Cheyenne was doing coke, okay? And then we went to the vape shop one day. And uh, we left my um, ex-husband's house at the time. We were just, like, dating or whatever. And she, like, pulls out a bag of Coke. Oh, my God, I don't remember this. (laughs) I do. I do. Because I had done Coke before, but I was like, I promised my ex-husband that I wouldn't, right? She pulls it out. She's like, come on. Let's do it. And I was like, no, no, no. I think I ended up doing it because that just sounds more realistic. Yeah. Um, And I just remember I was fucking to the floor, like what the fuck is she doing? Like, it's broad daylight. We're in her fucking Ford Fusion. And we're in front of the vape shop. And she's like, you want Like, where's the key, you know? Because it was, it was immediately so casual for me. Like, drugs were so casual growing up. And then I get into this environment where everybody's literally... Strippers are in the back just cutting up lines. Guys are offering me key bumps when I'm hanging out with them. I meet... He was one of the hot boys. It was a male strip club oh my God. group. And I remember waitressing like the and meeting. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not a muscly kind of girl. They all creeped me out so bad. Except homie was like He was I won't just descri- I don't I won't describe him, but he was definitely my cup of tea. And yeah. he liked my attitude because I was just mean to men. I've always been mean to men. Yeah. Despite always like that's the pick-me in her. Yeah, I guess She's so. She's like, oh my god, Brad, fucking stop, Dex. <laughs> not like that, but yeah. Brad isn't a real person. He's fictional. He is fictional. We're not name-dropping anybody, so if there's a Brad out there and you try and come for us, it's not about you. Obviously, we don't know you. Um, <laughs> I don't know you. But he was also a drug dealer, and <laughs> he just really took a liking to me and just fed me eight balls. I mean, I never paid for anything. He just like practically fed it to me. That I like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and so it's just me, her and him all the time. I mean, she's got a car, so she's taking us places. She likes to get jiggy with the drugs, so she's getting jiggy with the drugs with us. And I just remember like being in such a bad spot and like talking to you on the phone and you're telling me how awesome everything's going in Florida and stuff. And I was just like, no, I, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in Florida yet. I was still here when you stopped being my friend. I was sitting in my bedroom at my mom's. Oh yeah. You're yeah. Right. But that's, you went to Florida after that. Yes. And you fucking bitch. Finish your, finish your M story and then I'll go into that. Okay. Yeah. So I saw being your friend, which we can tell that story a different time. Um, and so no, it's we just... did tell the story of how you stopped being my friend. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to get into what happened when I moved to Florida. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's just me and her, and we're literally just doing drugs all the time. The chick we're living with decides that she's going to move. We end up in, like, a shitty little apartment. I start nannying for this couple that were literally feeding me meth. Like coffee. Yeah, and then it kind of just turned into me accepting the meth and doing the meth. And... She was still my friend, but her boyfriend was smoking meth and got her back into meth because apparently she had dabbled in meth before. 
Not the dabbling. Yeah. Not the meth dabbles. And um, if you guys see me itching, it's because I got bit by an ant. It's so itchy. Oh my god, that feels so good. Yeah, she got like this. She's allergic to ants. I wish you guys could. <laughs> yep, that's my forearm, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, she. Just, um, she. Oh my god. <laughs> In the monitor, dude, it's so swollen. Compared to my right, it doesn't look that different. I was about to say, don't um, hit. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I can't even concentrate. Fuck, I want to cut it off. Um, Anyways. So they're doing meth together, her and her boyfriend, who she didn't even want to be with him, and now they're yeah. still together. It's so weird. But he, one night, starts like shoving her around the apartment. I forgot about this. Yeah, because they had went, I was at home, they had went out to the bar. And she was doing coke with a guy in the men's restroom. So when her boyfriend walked into I the men's restroom... I'm so sorry. I made a face like, dumb girl. But, like, when you live in the world of drug addicts, like, there are things, there are unspoken rules and kind of obvious common sense rules that if you have a man, especially a man who's addicted to drugs, okay, and you go off with another man to do his drugs, especially in a private place like a men's restroom... Not a good idea. No. Especially. Like you want, that's like, especially if you're with an abusive drug addict, which most of them are. Yeah. That's a way to get clocked pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Because he walks in and it's just them in the stall. And so he's accusing her of all kinds of shit. They get home. They're fighting. And I'm like, look, motherfucker, like, you guys are not going to be fighting like this. Yeah. Just chill it out. I live here, too. This is awful. And um, he's, like, shoving her around. And... I'm so sorry. It's my dog. He's like sleeping on the chair behind us. Oh, he's snoring. I'm going to take a picture for everybody. Oh, yeah. So we can post it. He looks dead. Stop. I'm not going to show the camera. You guys have to go look and see it. Yeah, you'll see it on the Instagram. We'll post it there. Yes. So. We actually have to start doing that because I said that in the last episode or the episode before that about my allergy to alcohol and my correct post was big. So oh, yeah. I guess we'll just do like a like a whole shit post about it. We're just going to shit post the fuck out of you guys. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, so, so he's like throwing her around and uh, I'm doing meth at the time. So I'm still a little high. You were smoking it, were you? No, it was just getting put in all of like my coffee. And, and like, like you were, what is it? What parachuting, you... putting it in um, a That's little. That's a gut bomb. That's what it's called, a gut bomb. Oh, uh, they called it parachuting. Mm, one of my family members who does meth called it a gut bomb. Oh, it definitely felt like a bomb going off in your gut. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what, girl. <laughs> and I'm uh, high, so I'm thinking, like, I'm going to protect my friend. And they're fighting, and I literally, like, pulled a knife out on him and was, like, had him up against the wall. And I'm like, you need to get the fuck out of our house. You're not going to fucking do this shit. This is fucking over. Blah, blah, cool i think oh my god i have my friend back she's not going to be abused by her boyfriend anymore this is going to be great we're just going to party and have fun until he shows back up and they stay together time passes we fizzle and fade because like i'm still definitely in the life i am still doing all kinds of drugs drinking really like getting into it yeah but trying to keep my distance because of her abusive boyfriend if you're not going to leave him what am i supposed to do yeah, you can't just pull a knife out. Yeah, right. and to all the people watching this who are going to comment and be like, you could have done something. There was absolutely nothing that I could have done. She did not want to get out of that relationship. Whether it was fear of her abuser, she did not want to be saved. If she wanted to be saved, we there tried. were so many options. Not only did she try it, I also 
Yes, right. because there was one night where they went out to an event at a bar, and Taylor and I were not 21 yet. So. Yeah, and we thought we would be able to get in. We thought it was an 18 and up bar. I think yeah. we were 20. Yeah, but it was 21 this and up. This was after I moved back from Florida. Yes. And so they ask if we could be their DDs. So we say yes. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. And I show up in my car and Cheyenne was there in her car. Yeah. So I'm driving my friend's car. And I take that guy, the boyfriend, to his brother's house or something. Yes. And then I follow them. Because he decided that because he got into a fight with his friend and he wasn't allowed to be there. So I, he got in the car with me and his girlfriend, my friend at the time. And they've been drinking. They've been doing coke. I think I only had like a couple drinks that night with you before we even went anywhere. Yeah. And he's just in the back berating me. He's bringing up my family, calling me a fucking coke whore, saying oh, all kinds yeah. of shit. He wanted to get in my car, and then you said no. Yeah, because he was he was all kinds you. of crazy. I was not gonna let him get in your car. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. And so I put him in the car with me and her. And she's sitting in the passenger seat, and he's in the back seat, and he is just on one. And she's like, oh, babe, like, stop. Like, you need to calm down. Like, trying to speak, trying to speak to him calmly, which didn't work, because he reaches around and punches her in the face. And I kick him out of the car. I'm like, fuck you, you piece of shit. He then, um, I guess, had a beer can in his car, and he might, I'm following behind her. Yes. And he fucking chucks the beer can at my car and, like, starts to chase after the cars. Obviously, we're faster. We're in cars. We're speedy. (laughs) Um, So we're speeding the fuck away. We take, she follows me, and we get her to his parents' house where they were living. And I'm, I'm, she gets, Taylor gets in the car, and we're like, dude, you need to get out of this. Like, get your shit, leave. I'll take you to a hotel. We'll help you. We'll figure something out. But, like, you need to get away, especially tonight, because when he gets back, he's going to be next level pissed. And I don't know what he's capable of, because he is a very big man. Oh, this dude is huge. Like, yeah. he has weight on him, and he's tall. Like, he's a big guy. And she didn't want to go. She didn't want to, she wanted to stay there. And she wanted we to make like, sure he got home safe, and... Oh, I'll tell his dad. Once I tell his dad, you know, he'll really make sure that something's done. His dad's going to take care of him. We're like, dude, no. And finally, I was like, you know what? I cannot be her friend anymore. I can't do this because it's just... Exhausting. Yeah, like, there was... It wasn't It wasn't just the fact that it was exhausting. It was like, I'm not going to keep putting myself in a situation to get hurt when you're literally getting hurt in front of me. Yeah. And there's nothing that I can do because if I protect you, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, and it's it's a hard situation to be in an abusive relationship. Absolutely. And to be a friend of somebody in the abusive relationship, obviously it's nowhere near as bad as being the one getting abused. But it isn't, it's just not, it's not easy any way you look at it. No matter what angle, it's no. just not an easy situation. And now I'll throw out a story. So Cheyenne was in an abusive relationship with this guy tent we we referenced him Mm -hmm. i think in the last episode of the episode before um and tent was he had um a traumatic brain injury right so he was on all these medications to keep him in check only because if he did not take them he would like have hallucinations god hallucinations he would hallucinate (laughs) he would hallucinate um he would go off the rails he would Think somebody was out to get him. Like, it was just a lot. There was a lot going on. Many different layers. And so, he 
being who he was, you know, would not get physical as much like he did a couple of times, but it was more the verbal and like, she would be like, are you on your medication? And he would be like, yes, I am. What the fuck? But really he flushed it. Like, yeah. And, and you can't just, you can't be like, okay, take your meds because people can hide them. Like, I mean, we've all seen a movie, right? And people do it in real life. So that was all happening. You know, I moved back from North Carolina and I went and stayed with them. And I mean, he was kind of pissed that I was there, but I mean, this sounds so terrible, especially because of the mindset we were in at the time. But every time I moved back from the state I was living in, it was because shit in that state got a little too much and I would always come back for Cheyenne because Cheyenne is my safe place and I knew that there would be no judgment. No matter what terrible shit I was doing, there wouldn't be any judgment because she was my other half. And so, you know, we're living together with him and I'm trying to convince her, right? I'm like, this man is fucking psycho. Like, I found recordings on my phone the other day. I did delete them because it was like next level crazy. But of me trying to get him to admit the shit he was saying about her. So I could be like, listen, like, you know, kind of get like tangible evidence. So obviously it didn't work out. Otherwise I would have shown her. I thought I could fix him because he was... He was so great at the beginning whenever he was. he was going to therapy and taking his medicine. It was like, he was a fucking dream. Oh my God. I really was like, this could be so good. This could be something. Once he stopped doing it, it just all went downhill. Oh yeah. So there was, it wasn't your birthday, but it was around your birthday. Yeah. And one night, you know, she's like, I've had enough. Pack up the fucking car. We're going to Galveston. I've never been to the beach. Like... I want to go, like, let's go. It's 10 p.m., we hit the road, okay? Yeah, because I had just broken up with him the night before and started, like, packing, and I was like, I can't do this, I can't be here, because he was just hovering and, like, doing that thing where he was, like, breaking shit and moving shit, and when I would turn to him, he would, like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? I'll call the fucking cops. Oh, are you going to hit me? Are you going to hit me? Are you going to hit me? And, oh, my God, I was like, I just might. I need to go. (laughs) Exactly. So we go to Galveston. We have a great time. Get so sunburned. When I tell you my feet were like lobsters. <laughs> they were swollen. Dude, because we uh, were like, we were sitting, like I had this big sun hat that Cheyenne had bought for me that I still have that we're going to wear to the beach this summer. Woo! I'm so excited. It'll be such a better experience. Because we're going to be sober and it's actually going to be fun. Yeah. Um, But I was wearing this big sun hat and like my feet were out though. And I mean, it's the heat of the day. We're drinking. We end up going to this like beach bar. And I'm wearing our friend who's with us. I'm wearing um, her slides. And, like, when I looked down at my feet, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, they hurt so bad. I couldn't put on regular shoes. They were, like, as long as I get on right now. Oh, my God. It was worse. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> um, but we come back. She's like, okay, we got to do this. She calls her sister. Her sister shows up with her husband. And I'm there. And we go upstairs, and I mean, the apartment is fucking destroyed. This big-ass mirror that my first roommate ever gave to me, I gave to Cheyenne because I had so many mirrors. Um, I, It's this big, it was heavy, like it was a huge mirror. It was mirror. an expensive mirror. It was a nice mirror. And he smashed it, threw her shit everywhere. I mean, it was, it was a crazy sight. 
He flipped the couches over. He built a literal tent. Like, I mean, a camping tent in the living room. Like, That's why we call him posted tent. up. Literally. And he was making his dog live in there with him. He was not letting him out of the tent. No. And my dog was there, too. Okay? Um, and so all of this shit was, like, happening. And I'm, like, standing in there. I'm like, Cheyenne, get your shit. Get whatever you can. Like, let's go. Okay? Her sister and husband are down in the parking lot. We're up there. He comes out of the tent. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Cheyenne is obviously pissed. He broke all of her shit, tore her makeup up. Expensive makeup that, like, me and my mom, like, got for her. Because like, I do not buy expensive stuff. I get no, it gifted to exactly. me. Exactly. So, all this shit. And then he, like, I'm, like, in the, like, kind of to the side of the kitchen. And she's standing there. And he's, like, yelling at her. And she's yelling at him. And... He pulls out a gun. Okay. What is this? It's trigger warning. He pulls out a gun, okay? And I see it, and I jump in front of her, and I'm like, put the fucking gun away. Like, what are you doing? Okay? Because, like, I'm not get, let, not letting her get shot. Yeah. Okay? And she's just, like, frozen in fear behind me, and he puts the gun in my mouth, and I'm just like... Pull the trigger. Like, as much as I can get out with a fucking gun in if my mouth. If it goes through your head, it's going to go through mine too. And we could have died together. Stop it now. <laughs> and he, like, kind of realizes, like, what he's doing. Pulls the gun out of my mouth and crawls back in the tent as it's set up. Literally, like, crawls back like, into the like, fucking tent. Like, in a tent. little hole. And, like, I'm like, <gasps> and I go outside on the, like, balcony patio whatever and i like throw up over the side she comes out she's like completely shell-shocked like literally no words like i'm like what the fuck and she's just like like a zombie her sister and husband run up the stairs and i'm like you just put a gun in my mouth and her husband's like i'll kick his ass i'm like don't do that no he has so many guns (laughs) yeah it was just like like, it was just a lot Okay, so, so and then after that, she, she really did leave. And then she only went back one more time, but it was for a good reason. It was for that little man over there. You cannot, you cannot see, see him. See. Oh, oh you my can gosh, see I am. His foot. Oh. Anyways. We'll post pictures. Yes, but because he still had the dog, because I had nowhere to put him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we need to get Otto back. I've had Otto for, oh my God, what's today? The 26th. No, yesterday was the 26th. Okay, Otto's birthday was two days ago. Oh, no! bud. Happy birthday, buddy. He's just like, what? What? <laughs> um, so he just turned six. We love Otto. He's the best. But she went over, um, and I went over with her. And I was like, can I just take Otto like, for the night? And I never came back. Yeah, because he was crazy and, like, you know. He would like to do this thing where he would block me and then he would, like, he would randomly message me different like punk love songs and different like metal I mean, love songs. But that was like our thing. So it was his way of trying to like reach back out in a positive way to like get my attention. Yeah. And one night he did and her and I were drinking. We're like, man, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's go. The pot. We miss Otto. And we went and Otto was there and Taylor was like, I'm just going to take him for the night. <laughs> And yeah, and then he's been home ever since. Home, and then, <laughs> yeah, and he's thriving. He, he has the best dad in the world because his first dad fucking sucked. 
Literally. And has the best other mommy. And then Gilly, my cat, has a great aunt. (laughs) (laughs) That's the difference. I'm definitely Otto's other mother because I've had him without you before. Yeah, because when I lived in North Carolina, I couldn't take him. So for that year, I was gone. Cheyenne had him. And she, we would, when we would do our like FaceTime dates, like she'd be like, "Mommy's on the phone, Mommy's on the phone," and it was great. Like it was like I never left him. Yeah, but, you know. In the moment, I had to do what I had to do, and now we're just happy that we have him back, and you know, we have Gilly, and <laughs> he just got this look on his face. He's like, face. "Yeah, I'm really happy to be here too." Yeah, God. thanks, guys. I know, but unfortunately, this episode is not going to be as long because I have therapy. Oh, yeah, you yeah. do. We're getting closer to that time. So, you know, like we've said many times before, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on TikTok, all at Sillies and Sats. And if you have not followed the Patreon, today we are going to be recording exclusive content for the Patreon, yes. for our patrons. Uh, we have, like I said, we have a patron right now. We only have one, but you know what? That's that's all we need to start, okay? Everybody just takes start, one person. Exactly. Everybody starts somewhere. And we just want to thank everybody, again, for the outcry of support. Like, yeah. it has been, like, overwhelming in the best way. Because, like, when, when I had this idea to start this podcast and everything like that, that was my goal from the jump. Obviously, to be silly, to be sad, whatever, you know? To have good and bad times, but like truly to share our stories, be able to tell our stories the way we wanted to, because so many times family and friends have taken that power out of our hands, told our stories for us, and that's not fair, okay? Nobody should ever feel like that. Yeah. So we wanted to come on here, create this podcast as a safe space for anybody out there who has been through something similar, you know been through something worse, like anybody out there who feels like they need a friend, they need two amazing best friends who will be there to listen. Like that's what we're here for. We're here for you guys. Yeah. You know? And again, we just want to say thank you. Like from the bottom of our hearts. Exactly. But again, it's in there somewhere. It's deep. It's deep down in there. But again, we want to say thank you. Follow us on all of our socials at Sillies and Sads. Go to our Patreon. It is Sillies and Sads. We have three tiers. Do you remember what they're called? Basic. Cloud Chasers. Cloud Chasers and You're Obsessed. Exactly. Basic is a $5 subscription a month. Uh, Cloud Chasers is a 10 And then You're Obsessed is 25 Okay, guys? Exclusive content for every single one. We're getting um, some merch ideas out and about. Okay. We're having some crewnecks made for us, which we should yes. have this weekend. I'm so excited. I don't want to name drop who it is, only because I have to ask permission and I haven't mm-hmm. yet. But, you know, she's amazing. She already made me a hoodie. If you go to my TikTok, which is um, Taylor Blitz one okay? Yeah. Um, you'll see a TikTok on there talking about, like, the hoodie that she made me that's says Sillies and Sads. But, again, thank you, everybody. And this is Sillies and Sats. Yeah, subscribe to the Patreon so you can see whatever shit we get into after this. Oh, yeah, because it's going to be... We've got more to do after your therapy. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to be obviously, like, positive content, but we're also going to be talking, like, more pop culture. Our opinions on influencers, especially in the makeup community right now. 
because there's so much shit going on. People coming back, people fighting, people beeping. Um, we're going to talk a little politics. Like, we're going to talk about stuff that we just, that isn't so much trauma, but more, I guess, pop culture. More of, like, how we feel about things going on in today's world, because yeah. we are obviously very opinionated ladies. Yes, we are. But until next time. Until next time. Follow us on Patreon, guys. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying.